0: It is such a privilege to be with you this evening, such an honor. Never have I received a a grander greeting than tonight. (laughs) Hallelujah. So kind. And ever since we arrived, uh, your pastors uh, and everyone has treated us so royally, So nice, and uh, just I feel the love, I feel the respect for the things of God, for the Word of God, for the anointing. And uh, you know that I, as a man, I don't have anything that could help or make a difference of myself from myself. But the Lord uses men, and the Lord speaks through men and women. Amen. And manifest. And so I, I I got before the Lord and I said, Lord, how, what could you use me in this city and in this place? What could you say and do through me? What would you? And I believe he's given us something. Isn't it always great when he gives us something, when it's, it's, it's him. So agree with me for utterance and for ears to hear. Uh, The Spirit of God speaks to everyone in the way that they hear, that they understand, and so you're not just listening to me, you're listening to Him. And He'll say things that I didn't even say. Amen, He'll say things about what was said that's uh, tailor-made, designed for you and for your future. Let's agree in faith about it. Father God, in Jesus' name, we ask and agree together as touching this for utterance, precise and powerful, and for ears to hear and eyes that see, and hearts open and receptive. Let there come a powerful manifestation of truth. Help us to see things we have not seen, and to see things clearer than we've seen them before, and how to put it into practice and be a doer of your holy word. And we say we will receive, we will believe, and we will do, and we will see. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. I just want to look at you for just a moment. (laughs) We're also being joined this evening, it'll be delayed, but our church in Branson, Missouri will be joining this service, and our church in Florida will be joining this service, (laughs) and our many partners on the internet all over will be joining this service, so the crowd is quite large tonight, quite large. Spreads over several continents. So, uh, Branson Church, Florida Church, say hello to your friends in Abuja. (laughs) I can hear them shouting. (laughs) Glory to God. Hallelujah. And this facility, how wonderful, how nice. God must love you. He must love you. My wife Phyllis, my wife Phyllis is always telling me I'm God's favorite. And nobody can tell her any different. And from all the things that happened for her, you'd, you'd come to believe it. And so you must be God's favorite too. You must be. You must be. Well, I know we're going to have a great uh, dedication service also on Sunday and uh, these things are not just formalities but when we release our faith uh, God's very angels and his uh, spirit will inhabit this place and people will sense his presence when they walk by do you believe it and, yes, and things will happen when they come on the uh, on the compound on the ter- on the ground the, the parking and inside uh, people can be healed Just when they come on the property. Oppressive things that have bothered them just go away because they can't stay here. Somebody say, so be it. So So be it. it. Did you bring your Bibles? Uh, Please turn in the scriptures to the book of Philippians. Thank you, Lord. The book of Philippians in the fourth chapter. Chapter four and verse six. The scripture says, be careful... Be careful for nothing. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. Everyone say, known unto God. Very important to not miss that last part. Known unto God. And if you skip down to verse 19... In the same chapter, verse 19, he said, But my God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. He had said, Let your request, don't don't worry about anything. Don't, Don't take care. Don't fret. Don't be anxious. Don't be fearful about anything. Do you think we should take that word seriously? You know, most people don't. Most church-going people do a lot of worrying. A lot of worrying. And it's contrary to the clear command of Scripture. The Lord told us, don't do it. What do you do instead of worrying? Well, you you cast all of your worry and cares over on him and you take your request to him. Somebody say to him. Amen. To him. And he goes on to say after that, that whatever is uh, true and, and kind and lovely and good report, etc. cetera, you, you think on those things and the peace of God keeps your heart and mind. You're not worrying, you're not scared. And the the rest of the chapter ends up here by, by him telling them, you know, God had ministered to his needs through them. And his needs, Paul's needs were met. This church had sent to him repeatedly financial and material things. And so he's telling them, my God, the same God who has met my needs, is going to supply all your needs And he's going to do it according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. God meets our needs according to his ability in response to our faith. I want to say that again slowly. God meets all our needs according to his ability. But then it's connected to our faith. I could do something for you according to my ability. But there are so many things that so far beyond my ability, I can't do it. So you'd be foolish to look to me to meet your needs. You could do something for me according to your ability. But that ability is limited And I'd be foolish to look to you to meet all my needs because so many things would be beyond your ability. Who should we make our request to? Unto God. And how does he meet all of our needs? According to his riches. Now, his riches are unlimited. Somebody say unlimited. It's challenging for us to grasp that concept, unlimited, because everything we deal with down here is limited. But his resources are unlimited. Oh, I need a stronger amen on that one. His resources, your Father in heaven's resources, are unlimited unlimited oh I could get happy tonight about unlimited Unlimited. unlimited unlimited so what determines what we can have what we can do what we can receive what we can give What determines that? What limits that? The two factors are his ability, which is unlimited, and our faith, which is at different levels, different measures. You remember Jesus spoke to people and at times he said that they had little faith. And at times he said, where it, how is it that you have no faith? And there were times when he said, I haven't seen great faith like this. No, not in, in all of Israel. So everyone's faith is at a different place. And that is the limiting factor in what God can do for us, not his ability. <laughs> we don't receive according to his ability. We receive according to our faith. You remember numerous times he would tell people, uh, according to your faith, be it unto you. As you have believed, so be it done to you. Your faith has made you whole. Your faith has saved you. Well, why didn't he say, my power has saved you? because that was not the limiting factor. Their faith. Our faith is. Now, there's a lot of talk about faith. Not nearly as much actual practicing of faith. (laughs) It's easy enough to talk about faith. But the acid test of your faith in this area is where you look when you need something. Where do you look? Many people talk about how big God is and how great He is and how He can do anything and nothing's impossible, uh, nothing's too hard for Him. But then when Wednesday comes and the bill is due on Friday, they begin to look to people who can help me and make calls and appointments. And come on, are you listening? Whoever you look to in crisis is your source. And tell me again the big problem with looking to a man or a woman. Limited. Severely limited. Limited. Are you believing with me tonight? Thank you. The Lord's been speaking to me for two or three years now strongly about next level. The next level. <laughs> he has more for us. Much, much more. Uh, n- not talking about just a few extra things, but another level of living. N- not something you visit, something you move to and you stay there. another level services on another level marriages and family on another level health and well being on another level finances needs met ability to live and ability to give on another level on another level Ooh, somebody say glory to, God. glory to God. And what the Lord's impressed upon me since coming to your your fair city is that this this word is f- is for you. This word is for the body, but that you nor I can attain to this next level in looking to men. Men cannot do it for us. They cannot. What God has for you and I, men cannot do. You might say, well, yeah, I know some people, they have a lot of money and they could finance this, they could underwrite this. No, you don't know what God has called you to and if they would even have enough to do it. But whether they have it or no doesn't mean they're inclined to do anything for you. Unless the Lord gives it to men and then directs them and inclines them to do it, it's not going to happen. And so in the final, it's still him. Even though he's using people, it's him. But the big mistake is to look to them rather than him. What did he say? I've had people that have uh, written to the ministry. And they said, you know, the scripture said, let your request be made known. (laughs) So I'm letting you know. My request, is that what the scripture said? (laughs) No, (laughs) not what the scripture said. Come on, let's look at the scripture again. To be sure, Philippians 4, 6. Be careful for nothing; in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known un- unto Brother Keith. No, unto Doctor Osakwe. No, no. Let your request be made known unto God. There's a lot of things you don't have to tell anyone. Anyone except Him. You know, I, I've seen this. It's such a boost for your faith when God does something for you that no one knew except Him. Yeah. I uh, I play guitar a little, and there was a certain guitar that caught my eye, and I knew they were rare. And, and I, I can barely play, but I wanted one. You know, the Lord says a lot of things he gives you just to enjoy. Yeah. Didn't he say? Richly to enjoy. And uh, it was, for, for guitar players, it was a, a Les Paul limited edition gold top. They only made a few. And uh, electric guitar. And so... I was driving down the road and it crossed my mind, just me in the car by myself, and I said, Lord, I'd like to have one of those. I'm asking you to give me and cause to come into my possession one of those special edition gold top Les Paul Gibson guitars. I'm in the car by myself, except with him. Well, months passed, I didn't, I didn't tell anybody. I didn't tell my wife. Nobody else knew this. Months passed, I think, a couple of years. And I was at a meeting. After the meeting, I came out to go back to the hotel room. And our car, our rental car, was there. And on the back deck, the trunk, the boot, some people call it, was a guitar case nobody around just a guitar case I walked around the back I looked at it it said Gibson on the outside I thought okay okay. I opened it up I raised the top it is a perfect condition gold top Gibson Les Paul Nobody around. I didn't even know who gave it to me. Nobody knew I needed it except the Lord. I didn't need it, wanted it. Oh, I shouted, I praised God all night. How many know? How can you doubt it? Nobody knew except he and I. Let your request be made known to who? To who? Unto God. In fact, there are times it complicates things when you tell other people. It complicates matters. And if you think God might deal with someone to get involved with you, that's the very reason you don't say anything to them about it. That was a little weak. I said, if you think there's a possibility God might deal with someone to give that to you or to be involved with you, that's the big reason you don't say anything to them about it. The enemy is the manipulator, not God. And contrary to many people's thinking, he does not need our help in dealing with people. If God's not dealing with them, you leave them alone. It is not for us to tell Him who to use and how things are to come. Are you with me? Why? If we look to them, we're immediately limited. To them, what they can or will do. And even if they can, doesn't mean they will. Right? I want you to set out loud real strong. I have, I have one source. One source. The, Almighty. the Almighty, the God of heaven and earth heaven. Is, my is my source. I look to Him. To him. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. He is my source. You know, I changed the way I say this some years ago. You hear people say, I got this through an unexpected source. I changed that. There is only one source. It came through an unexpected channel. Channel. There are many channels, only one source. Only one source. And the source we're talking about is unlimited. 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 Oh, somebody say, Glory to God. Glory to God. God. Go with me, please, to Psalm 27. Psalm 27 let me say it again God is calling us to the next level and what he has planned for us man cannot do for us and we must get our eyes off of man and onto him alone now he will use people he'll use people in a myriad of things but our eyes must never be on them He'll use people you don't even know. He'll use people you least suspect. That's his business, not ours. In uh, Psalm 27 and 13, it says, I had fainted unless I had believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. That's, that's not when we get to heaven, that's here and now. Verse 14, wait on the Lord. Now, the, the, the literal translation of that says look to the Lord. Young's literal translation says look unto Jehovah. Be strong and he does strengthen your heart. Yea, look unto Jehovah. In fact, oftentimes the word wait The same word's translated look to and implies the idea of looking to. Not just waiting passively to see if anything happens. You'll see it in, in following verses. Looking to him with expectation. Looking to him. Believing to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Looking to the Lord looking to him, encouraging yourself, saying, God can do it. It doesn't matter that I don't know anybody that can do it. I know him. He can do it. My eyes are on him. Somebody say, my eyes. Are on him. Look in in Psalm 118. I want to look at another couple of places in Psalms here. Psalms 118 verse 8 It is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in man. Psalm 118:8 It is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in man. It is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in princes. Princes would be those with ability Those with power, those with prosperity, those that you would think, well, they can do this for me. They can make this happen for me. But it's a big mistake. Big mistake. That's what the whole world is doing. That is walking by sight. It looks like they could do it, so we look to them to do it. It takes faith to get the eyes off of everyone else and look only on him. The reason so many times people look to other people is because flesh is more real to them that they can see and touch than spirit that they cannot see. That's what faith is all about. And you have to remind yourself, there'll be times when, when you need something, when when it's due, when, when pressures are brought to bear and you'll be tempted to try to go to someone and and make appeal and and to look or to pull on or to tell, tell someone, you owe me. <laughs> but if you do so, immediately you're limiting yourself to them. You're making them your source and it's up to what they can do and are what they will do. And it it... it, it it puts us in a subservient position to them. Many have fought the so-called prosperity message. I've gotten a lot of ugly letters about what I preach. But it's not about accumulating a bunch of things and acting superior, it's the exact opposite. God never intended that one of his children have to look to another man or woman to meet their needs. That's what this is about. I said that's what this is about. Whether it's me or it's you, whatever situation we're in, if we need something for the church, if you need something for your family or personally, never do I have to go to someone hat in hand Come on, are you listening? And plead. That's acting like I have no source. If I have to plead with them, that's acting differently than when I'm shouting in church about how big he is and he can do everything. How many know we must not just walk, talk about faith in church? But faith must be our life. It must be our life at home and on the job. I don't have to flatter people. Come on, are you listening? With falseness, hoping they will do something for me down the line. Come on, are you listening? This is the way of the world. This is the way of walking by sight. It takes faith to not play the games of the world, doesn't it? It takes faith to believe that the God that many don't even believe in, that you don't see, that you don't touch with your hand, but that He is real and He is my Father and He loves me, and when I make known my request unto Him, and cast my cares over on him, he will supply all my needs according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. I want you to say it again. God is my source, not man, not man. Such a freedom comes into your life. Such a freedom comes into your life when you know you no longer have to pull on people around about you. Oh, what it does for marriages when the wife stops pulling on the husband and the husband stops pulling on the wife and they both start looking to God for what they need and what they desire instead of each other. How many believe the Lord is speaking to us? He's giving us a supply of the Spirit. He's opening up our hearts and our minds. And our faith is going to come up off of people and look unto God. And we can come up to this next level. Somebody say, so be it, so be it, so be it. Hallelujah! I'm glad I came tonight. Oh, Hallelujah! Go to Psalm 146, please. Psalm 146. Oh, I I've moved too quick. 123. You don't. We don't want to pass this one. 123 and verse 1. He says, Unto you I lift up my eyes. Hallelujah. O thou that dwellest in the heavens, behold, as the eyes of servants look to the hand of their masters, as the eyes of a maiden unto the hand of her mistress, so our eyes wait upon the Lord our God until he have mercy upon us. That's another way of saying waiting on the Lord, but it's not just a passive waiting. It's a looking to Him to accomplish what you're needing. Looking to Him. Unto you lift I up my eyes. My eyes, our eyes, wait upon the Lord our God. Whatever you look to in your time of need, Reveals your source. Reveals your faith. In the building of the church there in Branson, we had some uh, very wealthy people approach us. Billionaires. And it wasn't just their talk. It, It was known in the country. They wanted to have a meal with us. And uh, we had just gotten this property, and we, ha- we didn't have the money to finish it. We're believing God, just barely enough to get started. We had a meal with them. They were gracious and kind, and they, they brought up them paying off the, the place. Now, anytime you hear something like that, a lot of times people immediately become ecstatic. That's a mistake. I said, that's a mistake. Because even if they could, you should ask the, the Lord what he says about it. Because he's your source, not them. Because oftentimes with money comes strings. Hmm? And outside control. And not only that, the, the further I go, the more I see it is so important to God not just that things get done, but who gets used to do them because these people are receiving, will receive eternal reward. Those who are involved in the accomplishing of these things will be honored in the future, in eternity. It matters who Gets used. Who does it? So we, we thanked them for their time and they sent people to us later asking about, you know, this information and that information. And, and uh, Phyllis, my wife, asked me and I said, no. 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 I have a very simple idea about this. If God tells you to do something, You should do it. You don't need to have fifty conversations. Are you with me or not? If he didn't deal with you to do it, then you shouldn't do it. Is this too complicated, friends? Fear of man brings a snare. It ensnares you. Making much of men's position because of advantage and flattery, the scripture calls evil. It's insincere. It's not honest. Would you treat them the same way if they had no money? (laughs) That's called being a respecter of persons. It's condemned in the scriptures, right? And what we're talking about tonight sets you completely free from all of that because you know, you finally know who your source is. It's God, and He can use anybody He chooses, anyone. Finally, some people came and said, They talked to my wife and and said, "Uh, you haven't done this and you haven't done that? She said, no. I said, don't you understand? This man could take care of everything and, and, and take care of you and you don't need anything. That's the wrong thing to say to her. That's the wrong thing to say to me. It's not about foolish human pride. Don't misunderstand me. It's not about that, but it's about, I made up my mind a long time ago. I have one source. One, no man will ever be my source. No man, no woman will ever be my source. For one thing, they can't do for me what God can do for me. None of them can. None of them can. So we didn't hear anything else <laughs> about that. And you know, it only took us three years for the Lord to provide that money and pay for that place. And he did it in pieces through our own people. And I'm so delighted it happened that way because it's their church. They believed for it. And nobody tells us what to preach. Denomination underwrote it, the government, nor wealthy people, nobody except God. So we're answerable to Him. We had a a mother and her, uh, I guess he was about 15 year old son, came, started coming to the church when we first began. They were living in their car, they had no home, they had no money. They begin to get a hold of the things of God. And we were believing for a $1,000 to pay up, pay for a seat and the building. That's how we were doing our project. $1,000 per seat pays for the project. And this young man set his faith to believe for that $1,000. Well, it took him a couple of years. But in that length of time, They're out of the car. They got a place to live. They're beginning to prosper. That money came in and he gave that offering for that $1,000. In another two years, he's married to a beautiful young lady. He dresses well. He's one of my head men in the parking lot. Gives me great joy. I believe it gives God great joy. Because I don't know what it would have meant to the other individual, but I know what it means to these people. They have used their faith, they have made the request known unto God. He has done amazing things for them, and it came in, and He gets all the glory. Hallelujah. I keep hearing in my spirit this church here next level next level next level hallelujah but man cannot do it for you if there's one thing I'm sit here to abuja to tell you this is it man cannot do it for you Quit looking at man, forget about man. Lift up your eyes, hallelujah, to the almighty. Say it out loud, there are many channels. Only one source, only one, only one. Say it out loud, no man will ever be my source. God, God. hallelujah, and that's how you stay free, you get free and you stay free, and you become a pleasure to be around, I said you become a pleasure to be around because people can tell genuinely you want nothing from them. You're not pulling on them. No little inferences. I know years ago in a meeting, people came down to the altar after the service to pray. And uh, I've heard, I'm going to kind of put two or three stories together to save time. This is a composite. I've seen this more than once, more than one way. I've seen where people kneel beside other people in prayer. And they're praying, and they say, Oh God, deal with somebody. (laughs) Some somebody that will listen to you. (laughs) Oh God, you know I have to have eight hundred dollars and I have to have it by next week. God, you deal with somebody. <laughs> somebody. <laughs> and sometimes there's situations to where people said, I couldn't help but over here, are you needing some money? And, and, and people imagine God met their needs, and he did not. It was nothing but manipulation. People have called a lot of things God that's not God. It's a con. We don't have to operate that way. I said we don't have to operate that way. When, let me make this phrase, no. Go to Genesis, please. Do we have a little more time? Are you okay? Genesis. I'm so excited. I can sense in my spirit great freedom. Great, great freedom. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh my. Glory to God. <laughs> I, personally, I come from poverty. I didn't know anybody that had money, I didn't know anybody that had influence. My family didn't know anybody that had influence. And I got a hold of the word as a a young man, as a teenager. And I just dared to believe that God is really as big as this book says he is. And that he can use anybody, anybody. And it would take me too long to tell you, and many of you have similar testimonies, but Thing after thing after thing, he would deal with me. Do that, and it costs money, and I don't have it. <laughs> How can I do it? By his ability, and my faith. And thing after thing, until the pro- the projects just keep getting bigger and bigger. And as you know, uh, they're trying times in in many of the. Nation's economies. The U.S. has had challenging times, and we just finished one of our bigger projects just a few days ago. Our word production center, totally paid for, to, totally paid for. We we didn't borrow one penny. It didn't didn't have to ask anybody for anything. And I'm just a country boy from the south. God is so good I said he's so good and there's no respecter of persons so we must not be a respecter of persons because you reap what you sow I, I said when, when you learn to look to God as your source you become a delight to be around in Genesis the uh, 30, 30th chapter, 30th chapter, Genesis 30 verse one, Rachel saw that she bare Jacob no children, and Rachel envied her sister, who was having children. And she said unto Jacob, she said unto who? Under Jacob, her husband, a man. Who's she looking to? A man. Is she happy? No, and you won't be happy when you look to men. You'll be perpetually unhappy. And you'll be repeatedly disappointed people get people carry grudges and don't realize they are the ones at fault they didn't do this for me i did all this for them and they did when it came time to reciprocate they did nothing for me and so they carry a grudge and so they carry bitterness and that bitterness darkens your whole life it changes your countenance and your attitude and your outlook and they don't realize the mistake Lies with them. They should never have looked to them. The failure is not just with the person they think disappointed them. The problem is you should never have looked to them to begin with. They should have never been your answer, your solution, your source to start with. Said out loud God is my source. Did you know God is not just your financial source? He is your source. He is your source, your life source, your peace source, your joy source, your emotional source. Come on, are you listening? Everything you need. In fact, no one else has anything to give you unless he gave it to you through them. So looking to them, sometimes people are putting pressure on other people to give them something that they don't even have. They can't give it to them because they don't have it. And the mistake was ever looking to them to start with. And if there's some things you should have through people, if you'll look away from them and look to God, he can give it to them so that it can come through them to you. But it's still getting the eyes off the man and onto God. She's putting pressure on her husband. And she says, Give me children or else I die. <laughs> Has anyone in here done something like that? No hands. Don't raise your hand. <laughs> Certainly. It would be hard to find a person in this room that has not done this in some degree. Men and women, everyone. Because when you want something or you need something and you want it desperately and you don't have faith in God, if you're not looking to God, who else are you going to look to? It only leaves man. And when you look to man and you're trying to make them your source, it can't help but make them feel uncomfortable and inadequate because they're not God, which is what he said. Jacob's anger was kindled against Rachel. This is why you see so much strife and so much fighting and problems when when people are pulling on each other to try to get things from that person that only God can give. It's frustrating to the person being pulled upon. Because you're thinking, what do you want? I, I, I can't do this. I can't give you what you want. Or even if they had the ability, should they? Jacob's anger was kindled against Rachel. He said, am I in God's stead? Am I God? Am I in the place of God? Here's a very good question to ask ourselves. The next time you catch yourself looking to someone thinking maybe they're the solution to my problem you immediately should say now are they God are they God help me out look to the left look to the left are they God to the right are they God Huh? behind you are they God no in front of you are they are they God then should you be looking to them? That's a little weak. If they're not God, I shouldn't be pulling on them. I shouldn't be pressuring them. The just shall live by faith. We which have believed do enter into rest. That's what what makes you delightful to be around because you never use any manipulation or any pressure tactics, never, because you refuse to let yourself look to a man or woman. Phyllis and I had the privilege of serving with... uh, Dr. Kenneth E. Hagen and his wife, Miss Aretha, who are in heaven now, for 20 years. And uh, especially the last 10 of those, we're able to be around them personally quite a bit. I remember the first time he took us on a meeting. I was sitting in the seat, quiet, smiling like the cat that got the canary. <laughs> look at here, look at here. I'm riding in the car with the man of God. And uh, (laughs) anyway, as we begin to have more access around them, the Lord quickened something in me. A thing to be sure and and do so as not to disqualify ourselves. Do you know you can be disqualified? And. So, Phyllis and I sat down in the kitchen of our little home and I said, the Lord has dealt with me about this. We are here to serve. We're here to learn. We are not here to judge. What they do or don't do, we're not to judge it at all. We're here to serve. We're here to learn. And We'd been around them enough to know they were truly spiritual people and him, a prophet of God, he saw a new thing supernaturally. I said, if you and I are having trouble and we walk in the room, he'll know it. And it's not just that we would be embarrassed, it's we can't bring that luggage into their life and hinder them. They're ministering to people all the time and everywhere we would go with them, people would pull on them. They'd pull on them. Do you have a word for me? They'd pull. Would you do this for me? Would you you pray for me? Would you do this for me? And, And always pulling. I said, when we leave the meeting and they're around us, they need to have none of that from us. None of that. We need to be in faith. You and I need to be right and have peace. We need to be in faith about our stuff, not upset about our money or or any of that. We need to, to have no pull because some things are real, even though they're unspoken. If I'm sitting over there beside him, not saying a word, but I'm upset, I'm afraid because of my finances, or I'm upset about this or upset about that, He's a man of God. He will discern, even if he doesn't know all the details. He'll know something's wrong, and and it's affecting him. And if we're going to be around them in private, they don't need this. We need to be a help. We need to be a support. We need to take things off of them, not add things to them. Are y'all with me, says so. But you have to be secure in who your source is to act like that and live like that. Elsewise, when you get around somebody that you think can do something for you, you'll immediately start pulling. It's quiet in here now. (laughs) Tell me who your source is. Now, we have to go over this again real slowly. Look to your left. Are they God? Huh? To to the right? Are they God? Are they God? To the back. Are they they God? Are you sure? To the front, are they God? Including all any of us ministers? All of us? No, no, no. So should we look to one another? Should we pull on one another? Should we pressure one another? Please, please, you, you've got to help me. You've got to... No, they don't have to help you. Please, give, give me the answer. You have the Holy Spirit inside you. Inside you. If, if that man or woman has something that would help you, they didn't create it, they got it from him. It came from him, through them, and you can get it directly as well as through another. But in order to attain to the next level of what God has for us, we have to take our eyes away from any man or any woman, and we have to look only on him. This is much more preached about than actually done. There's a lot of talking about faith. But this is what you do when you're by yourself at home in the nighttime. And something is pressing and you're tempted to try to contact somebody tomorrow and get them to fix it for you, get them to help you. Check yourself, get a hold of yourself, ask yourself the question, are they God? Are they my source? And we've already said there'll be many times In answer to your prayer and faith God will do things through people But You did not have your eyes on them And it's completely up to him Whom he uses I want to say this real strong This is a phrase I know the Lord gave me years ago Faith Puts no pressure On people Faith Puts no pressure On people Say it out loud Faith puts no pressure on people. So if you are pressuring people, either subtly or overtly, what's what's being revealed? You're walking by sight. You're looking at what you can see and, and feel and touch, reaching for that to meet your needs. That's not faith in God. That's not faith in God. And don't tell God who to use. Don't, don't tell him who to use. So God, so-and-so's right here and they're convenient and, and they have plenty and they can, no, 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 no. I know the Lord, uh, when I was first learning how to walk by faith, I was believing for a car. Didn't have the money, but I'm believing for it. And a friend of mine, who loved our ministry greatly and believed in us, got this very car that I was looking for. And so I knew the scripture said, thou shalt not covet. So I'm not supposed to covet or desire their car. That's what the word says. But the enemy tried to trick me. I'm telling you now, because at that time, this is 30 years ago, I didn't know what I know now. But the enemy—I I didn't know it was the enemy. He's trying to. Did you know the enemy tries to pass himself off as an angel of light? He didn't come with horns and a pitchfork, ever. He comes as a being of light. He'll try to pass his stuff off as the Holy Spirit, as an angel. And so he brought to my mind that God was dealing with them to give me that car, but I need to need to claim it by faith. So God could deal with them the way He. That's covetousness. And if you're trying to use prayer to manipulate somebody's will, that's witchcraft. of getting in your mind what people need to do so now we're going to get to prayer to force them to do but that's not prayer so many things you just need to say Lord it looks to me like they need to do this or this is your word obviously this is what's right but you're the one who deals with men not me And thank God for praying in the Holy Spirit when you don't know. That's what you do. You pray the word and you say, Lord, help me to pray beyond what I know and pray in the Spirit. And as you're praying in the Spirit, you pray out mysteries, divine secrets. God knows exactly how to deal with people. A lot of things you might have got in your mind could have nothing to do with his plan for them. Just something you cooked up. Say it out loud again. Faith. Puts no pressure pressure on people. people. Say it again another two times. Faith Faith puts no pressure on people. people. Tell me again. Faith Faith puts no pressure on on people. None. None. Why? Because you're not looking to them. You're not pulling on them. I like what the psalmist said. He said, uh, "I've been young and now I'm old. What did he say? What did he say? I, There's something I've never seen. I've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor, nor, nor his seed groveling, begging, pleading. Why? Because when God's your source, you don't have to. You don't need to." You don't need to. no don't misunderstand me. You treat everybody with respect. You, you give honor to whom honor is due. You do. You don't get haughty and prideful go, I don't need any of y'all, so. No, 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 no. You're respectful. You're kind. But whether they ever do anything for you or not, has nothing to do with your needs getting met. Even if it was in God's plan for them to be a part of it, they can decide not to do it. God won't make them. But that doesn't mean your needs won't get met. Let me share this with you and I think we'll be ready to close. Phyllis and I first in the ministry only two years And uh, we're believing for everything. Our rent every month, our gas money, everything. And uh, there was a certain need we had that was, I think it was $1,500. doesn't sound that big now, but to us it was big. And we claimed it, we stood, we believed for it. And the time for it came and went. So now we're behind. Phyllis asked me when I came in from work, she said, what do you think's happening here? Uh, we're in faith, we're believing. I said, I know, we are. She said, what do you think? And the Spirit of God prompted me. I, I, I didn't know what to answer her until he gave it to me. And, and this, I, I said, anytime you have people involved, there can be problems. God uses people. Didn't the Bible say Give. And it'll be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over shall what? Men. So he uses men. Given to your bosom. I said, I said, but I know this God was faithful to us. And no matter who will or won't obey, if we'll hold to him, our needs will be met according to his riches. And I said, I called a man's name that she and I both greatly respected. I said, even if God has to speak to that man, whoever He has to use, He will get it to us. Now, I wasn't looking to him, but I was using him as an example because we really we believed he could hear from God if nobody else did. And uh, because I said, you know, God brought food to the man of God by the ravens, right? I mean, he's not limited in how he can do it. And sure enough, in in another week's time, that man walked into my office with an envelope. That man, that very man that Phyllis and I had talked about handed me the envelope and it was like God was saying, what you said about me is true. No matter who will or won't, I will take care of you. No matter who I have to use. So sometimes people don't obey God. Sometimes they wait. Sometimes they procrastinate. They tarry. And then some just never do. But if your eyes are on God, you won't be disappointed. How many remember the scripture? Nobody ever trusted in him and was made ashamed or was disappointed. Somebody say glory to God. Glory to, God. Glory, to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Stand on your feet, everyone, please. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. I'm going to get up here on the platform. Oh, thank you, Father. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Just play something softly, would be fine. Let's lift up our hands, yielding ourselves to Him. Said out loud Father God, forgive me for ever setting my eyes on a man or a woman, on anyone other than you. They cannot meet my needs. Man is insufficient, but I proclaim, I declare, there is only one source, and you, my great God, are my source, unlimited, unfailing source. Hallelujah. Lift up your hands. Begin to praise the Lord. Let's begin to give him glory and thanks. Lord, we worship you. We give you glory. We give you praise. We give you thanks. Come on, lift your hands, lift your voices. Praise. Thank you, Lord. You're so wonderful, you're so marvelous. You are everything that I'll ever need. More than enough, you always exceed. You are wave after wave after wave. flowing goodness Oh, lift up your hands lift up your voices lift up the praise lift up the glory Thank you Jesus Thank you Master Thank you Father Thank you Jesus Oh, yes, you are. Oh, oh, oh. El Shaddai, Jehovah Jireh, God Almighty, everything I'll ever need, more than enough, God abundance. Oh, I thank you, Lord. Oh, hallelujah. Your So far Close your eyes. Now, we need to do something right here. It's going to change some households. Close your eyes. This is specifically for married people. Every married person in the house said out loud, Father, forgive me for pulling on my spouse, putting pressure on my spouse. They're not God. They're not my source. As you help me, I will no longer do this. No matter what I need, what they're doing or not doing, I refuse to look to them or pull on them or pressure them. It's not faith, it's not right. And I stop tonight. Hallelujah, hallelujah, mm, you're my source, and my hallelujah. love Fast.